Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from the intersection of your brilliance and your passion. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Please settle in, get comfortable, and get ready to enjoy what we have to share with you today, and join us fellow business creators. We have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have the marketing business coaches, consultants, and mentors, folks who help others create their businesses, and we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers. If you, like me, are one or more of the above, and many of our listeners who have been tuning in every week since 2013 are all of the above, take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how we serve you, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check out your favorite syndication networks such as iTunes and subscribe. You get fresh content every week. You get immediate access to over 270 episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics, timeless topics, relevant topics, actionable topics, relevant to business creators like you and like me. And what you may have noticed about the Business Creators Radio Show as we've gone through the years is we're a little bit different than some of those other shows. Aside from the fact that we've been on the air for almost five and a half years, you notice that to this day, we still don't have an intro jingle. We don't have intro music. When we first started, we kind of had to rush into production because we found ourselves trending all of a sudden before we'd even launched fresh episodes. So that kind of put us in a bind, and we ended up doing the first few episodes without any intro music. Also, our episodes are a little bit longer than some of the ones you see out there, and in some cases we get a bit more in-depth than some of the stuff you see out there. We have a range of different topics relevant to business creators, so we don't own in on just one thing, but as you go through our history, you can find tracks, you can find trends, and you can find what you need. So I guess you could say that we've been marching to the beat of our own drum. And that is what we are going to cover today in this very exciting episode, which is about marching to the beat of your own drum and how to stand out in a sea of sameness. To share with us today, we have with us Nicole Holland. And let me just tell you a little bit about her for those of you who have possibly been living under a rock and have never heard of her. Nicole Named in the Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, has been interviewed on over 100 trending podcasts and featured in publications such as Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine. Nicole Holland provides podcast publicity services, training, and coaching to disruptors, innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers looking to increase their brand recognition, credibility, and profitability. Nicole, come on in. The weather's fine. Adam, I am so excited to be here today. All right, all right. What I'd like to do before we dive in, and this is going to be a wide-ranging interview. We're going to cover so much on this topic. Uh, we're going to get into the power of podcast guesting. We're going to get into the power of the new media, which are two of my favorite topics as well, and things that we do here at the Business Creators Institute. We're going to speak about relationships and playing the long game and some of the exciting things that we're getting into as we enter 2019. Before we do all that, and I know that's a pretty heavy plate, what we'd like to do is take a step back. I imagine by now some of our listeners have opened up a separate browser tab in their 
Googling you or binging you or yahooing you or whatever their or DuckDuckGo or whatever their search engine of choice is, and they're looking to find out more about who you are and what you do. So let's take a step back and just tell us a little bit about your journey and what's brought you to where you are today, serving from the intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Hmm, brilliance and passion. I love that. So uh, what I'm doing today is, oh, it's it's who I am, and um, maybe many of the business creators listening can identify with this, but for many, many, many years, and I should say I'm 42 now, um, for many, many years, I was doing things in my life and in my jobs and in my businesses that were good, right? And I, I became right. good, sometimes great at them. And... I enjoyed things, aspects to an extent, and when I stopped over the years, I would find something else that lit me up, and I would do that, and then the fire would, you know, diminish, and I'd find something else, and so on. And there came a point within the last couple of years where I realized, what really makes me feel 100% in passion, in purpose, and who I am is doing the things that I loved doing when I was a young child. And I'm talking young child. There are pictures of me and stories from when I was a toddler and I would host tea parties. And there was a time um, in eighth grade, I believe it was, yeah, eighth grade, uh, I got a citation from the state delegate for creating a multi-generational event I had what was called I, I dubbed the senior prom for senior citizens where the youth served them and we and there was this big event and um, yeah there were so many of things in my life when I was young that all had to do with getting people excited and happy and having fun and coming together and I loved connecting people. I loved giving people what they were looking for, whether it was creating a restaurant in my parents' kitchen and serving my family or whether it was doing something bigger in the community that was more civic-minded. And over the years, there have been threads of this throughout, but it wasn't until the last couple of years that I've really realized what I'm doing now, and, and Adam, I actually started discovering this as a podcaster, and, and maybe you can relate here. Um, I started realizing that the most successful people in the world, when you look back at what they were wanted to be when they were very, very young, before they knew what wasn't possible, what life was like, um, many of them now are doing the things that inspired them as a very, very young child. And so... What I'm doing now is really relationship building. I do it in many forms. I do it through podcast publicity services, by coaching, by um, bringing people together for retreats and for dinners and masterminds, things like that. At the end of the day, I'm serving people and building relationships. That's what you know, I most love to do. Yeah, you know what's interesting about being a podcast guest or being a podcast host or doing live streams, webinars, uh, is the power of connections. I see way too often, and I'm not saying that this stuff is important, but I see way too often 
folks get hung up on, well, how many downloads does that podcast have? I've had people come to hear, hear the Business Creators Radio Show who went to the website, who filled out the request to be on the show, and we reviewed it, and then we, and then we said yes. So after they've already gone through all the effort of submitting their topic, their questions, their bio, their social links, and their, uh, you know, their blood type and everything else that we ask for to even be considered to be on the Business Creators Radio Show, then we go to schedule them to do their episode, and they do all of that. And then they come back and say, oh, um, by the way, I'm so-and-so's assistant, and uh, they just wanted me to check because their time is very important and limited, and we want to make sure that we're spending it on high-volume activities. Could you please send us a, a spreadsheet detailing your listens and downloads? And I say, no, go somewhere else because you have the, you're having the incorrect approach to this whole thing. I've had this belief all along that when you are a podcast guest, for instance, that aside from the people who are going to be listening to another person's audience, the most important member of your audience is your host. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, those things drive me nuts. And how about when somebody comes on after jumping through all of the hoops, because like you, I make people jump through a lot of hoops. My yeah. podcast gets a lot of listens, and I have a lot of people yeah. applying to be a guest. I can't serve them uh -huh. all. Plus, I don't need guests. I mean, at the end of the day, and this is what I stress to my clients and, and uh, my students and anybody that will listen, is podcast hosts who do interview shows, Yes, they need a guest because without the guest, they can't do an interview show. But they don't need you, right? Like, right. I don't. I've never been at a loss for guests because I think because I'm a connector, because I care about long-term relationships, because I spend time with people who inspire me and who who I respect and admire. It's like I don't have to look for guests. It's more of a recognition that I can't know everyone and I'm open to building new relationships and getting to know more people. And so when somebody jumps through all the hoops, and that's a red flag to me too. If I'm getting an assistance email, um, I don't like that because what I have found is many times these people will then come to the show knowing nothing about me, nothing about my audience, having no idea. Like it's all about them. And I think that this is something that's so atrocious, and I I definitely want to take a stand against that in our industry. The whole idea of me, 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 what's in it for me? How many, you know, stages can I get on? How many podcasts can I get on? How much publicity can I get on? It's, it's I don't think going to work very much longer if it's this idea of what's in it for me, because people recognize that now. They get that and if you come from a different position of how can I serve, right, who can I serve, how can I serve, and why do I want to serve, then it's all about, you already know you, but then it's all about them, finding the people that you most love to support, finding the hosts that you're going to get on well with. I tell my clients, like, if you listen to the episodes, and you must, because if you're not listening to the show, if you don't already like the host, if you don't feel like you could have a cup of coffee with them or enjoy uh -huh. their time sharing, you don't belong on their show. If you don't feel that it deserves a five-star rating and review, you don't belong on their show. 
There's plenty out there. And so I think when we as hosts within this industry take our shows seriously and care about our audience, which is so evident with you, and since 2013, you've been turning this thing out and, and providing value and providing support to business creators. It's like that is something that should be honored. And I think the more we have people like you, Adam, who do care about their audience and do care about the quality and are committed to bringing on great guests, the harder it's going to be for the people who don't care and really are all about me, 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 it's going to be harder and harder for them to get booked. Well, thank you so much so for bad. that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, re I'm really, I'm really honored by your kind words. And my, uh, and my office manager, Princess Alessandra Francesca, has now rolled over onto her side and is purring. So she likes that message too. <laughs> she approves that message. And uh, <laughs> now, here's here's something else I've noticed too. And again, you know, being a podcast guest or being a podcast host, I think is so key when it comes to establishing a brand and getting to march the beat of your own drum and stand out in that sea of sameness. I really love that, that topic that we're going with and how it links back to this whole thing with podcast guesting, because this is something we do for some of our customers here at the Business Creators Institute as well. So in a sense, we're competitors. But on the other hand, the sea is so vast that there's it's not really a competitive sort of thing because there's so many different ways of going about it and so many different ways to get people that, that assistance. And one of the things that I share about, and we do this through our marketing jumpstart program and some of our other offerings, the business creators Institute is the idea of being memorable. You said yourself, there's no shortage of guests. And I've noticed that in the past year or so, this whole thing with podcasting and getting interviewed on live streams and other new media has gone from the point to where a host of an interview show may every so often come up a little bit short saying, hey, I need a guest, say, hey, I need a guest, to they're getting so inundated that it's like, how do we find the ones that are going to stand out from this sea of sameness and all these other people out there? So in your estimation as a subject matter expert, Nicole, what, in your opinion, makes somebody memorable or helps them to stand out in that sea of sameness when you have the the tidal wave of people applying to be on your show? Great question. So for me, um, you know, my audience tunes in to my show because they love me. And it's not that they don't love my guests. They do love my guests. But the reason right. they love my guests is because I pick people who are in alignment with my values. That's not to say that I won't have somebody on who has differing opinions. And you mentioned technically we're competitors. But right. I don't believe that you come from this um, mindset of scarcity, and neither do I. No. I had a direct competitor um, named Jeremy Slate on my podcast, and we talked about this as well, that, you know, my perfect person is not going to be your perfect person or Jeremy's perfect right. person. And your perfect people are not going to be mine. And so whether it's a guest for the show or whether it's a client or whether it's a listener, well, listeners are a little bit more fluid. But when we start talking about the deeper relationship that either involves money or time or both, then we really, um, I, I think we, 
through who we are and how we serve and what we say and what we do, we attract different people. Now, I have purple hair. For your listeners who can't see me, I have purple yeah. hair. And pretty much anywhere I go, I always get comments. And people light up. They're like, oh, my gosh, I love your hair. And it's like you can see it in their eye. They want to have a conversation with me. And I mean, that's just one little thing. Now, I didn't color my hair purple to get that reaction. I colored my hair purple because I wanted to color my hair purple. And so people easily can visually see, oh, I like her style. I like something about her. And that starts the conversation. You know, I got up on my soapbox issue, speaking my voice about the industry and things that I was not thrilled about um, and what I want to see changed. People are going to resonate with that, and they're going to be like, yeah, that that I agree with, right? So the more we speak something and the more we show who we are and we show up vulnerably and authentically, people and, – and actually, I say vulnerably, but truly, not everyone's going to show up vulnerably, and that's going to attract the people who would never show up vulnerably, you know, and it's like I think – when I look at guest applications, there is a question about why do you want to be on this podcast? And it's very rare that someone will write something about me and my show. They will usually write about because they want to share their value with more people, because they have something amazing, because the audience needs them, whatever the case might be. But when somebody writes an honest and true statement that shows me that they do listen, they do care, they do know who I am, and they know who my listeners are, boom, you're in pretty much. I still have to vet you, but that's how you get my attention personally. Um, that's how you stand out in a sea of sameness. And so this is one of the things I teach my students as well is that, when you want to get noticed, whether it's to get on a show, whether it's to connect with an influencer, to find a mentor, to find your ideal clients, when you can identify immediately to them, to them, that's the only one it matters to. It doesn't have to be to everybody, but when you can identify to your ideal person that you're their ideal person, it's it. Not much more has to happen. See that right there. We could we could end this, and we would have delivered our full value today. And that gets missed so often in the sea of folks who say, "Well, how many downloads and listens do you get?" So I should just answer that question by saying, "Hey, uh, you got downloads and listens. Your people want to listen to me. You got a podcast. I got a voice. Let's do this." That would be honest. <laughs> Yeah, or it could be like, why does that matter to you? I mean, honestly, okay. if somebody asks me about downloads and listens, um, I don't I, – I generally, that to me is a signal immediately that they're not my right person. Right. And so right. I've done stuff, whether it's in business or whether it's with the podcast, right, where I just say, thank you for your interest. This isn't a fit. Like, frankly, yeah, I mean, and I yeah, have somebody – yeah, I had somebody recently um, who was – I'm very, very selective. I don't work with a lot of people. I'm not a volume business. Um, right, me neither. And so, 
And so I, I had somebody who was recommended to me, and the person who recommended them to me had mentioned them a couple times. You got to meet this person. You got to meet this person. And I keep telling her she needs to meet you. So she had written, you know, he did an introduction email. She had written, said she'd love to talk to me about podcast guesting and getting out there and having me do that for her. And so I set up a time, even though I wasn't 100% convinced she was a right person. Generally, when it comes from somebody who is a right person, you know, I'll I'll do less screening, if you will. And right. um, this was a reminder to me that I shouldn't do that. <laughs> so uh -huh. we had a call. We had a fairly extensive call. And um, then I wrote up a proposal for her, or not a proposal, but it was like a follow-up email and shared some things that I thought would be very important for her and to her. And she wrote back and said, can I get the name and phone number for your client that you're mentioned in the case study? And I was like thinking, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but I said, well, why, why are you asking for that? And she said, well, because I want to check out your story. And then I wrote back and I said, thank you so much for your interest. This is not a fit. Um, because frankly, if you haven't done your wow. research, before we connect and already know who I am, what I do, you have, I mean, there's testimonials all over the place, you know, there's people making videos, there's um, LinkedIn, there's whatever, like you can look me up and you can find out just like you can listen to my podcast. There's so many things you can do. And you came to me through a mutual contact that you already know, like, and trust who said I'm the only one to work with. So it's like, wait a minute, you're now, no, I don't prove myself. And so that might turn a lot of people off. People might think, oh, you're such a snob, what a, you know, whatever. But that's just where I'm at. And I think we all have to really look at what are our boundaries, right? And be able to put people off as much as we are willing to turn them on, because that's how also we stand out in that way that um, you know, I talk to new podcasters will say, well, I'm not there yet. You know, I need guests. I need this and I need downloads. And so I can't, I can't turn people away. Why not? Because you're creating your platform, right? You're creating your message. And the more you stand in who you are and what you believe in, the more you share that, the more people are going to resonate and join you. And it may take longer to grow a big crowd, but I actually don't believe you need a big crowd. And this is why I think downloads are a bit silly. Yeah, there's value to them. Absolutely. Uh -huh. However, I would much rather be in a room full of a hundred people who cannot get enough of me or, you know, on a show with a hundred listeners than a show with, or a stage with a thousand listeners or audience members or 10,000 audience members or listeners who really don't care about me. And so coming back to a former question, Adam, when I look at who comes on my show, again, my audience tunes in because they love me. They always get value from my guests, always, unless I mess up and bring somebody on who's not a right fit. And it's happened before, right. and I get that feedback, both from my audience directly, who will communicate with me, as well as in the downloads. And I bring people on who are aligned in value, aligned in message, and who teach different things and do different things. But we are, 
like um, we, we are people who would enjoy spending time together. My audience would enjoy spending time with them too. Yeah. And I think that's very true. You're, you're the stories I like to tell is I, when the business creators radio show was first starting out about a month and a half after we launched, we had a gentleman on to discuss uh, social media advertising strategies and we did the interview. It ran on a Tuesday morning and this was actually the this was actually the morning that I was leaving Pennsylvania to drive to Las Vegas where I was moving. So I did the so we did the episode in the morning and in the afternoon I got in a car and began a thirty four hour journey over three days with two kittens. And Aww. I'm about I'm some I'm somewhere in the middle of Kansas and uh I, I I'm getting a phone call. It's coming through the Bluetooth on my car. And it's him calling me, he's like, Dude You know what happened? One of my three listeners reached out to him, and he closed a $25,000 contract. Mm, I love it. Because he was willing to go somewhere where he felt that there was a potential of a great audience. He focused on where his relationships mattered, and it got him a great contract for his business. And from what I heard, it went really well. Now, I have another client who has been on board with me for almost three years now. And this person said when they approached me that, oh, I heard you on a podcast somewhere. They, to this day, they can't say where. They can't say whose show it was. They can't say whether it was my show. They don't even remember what I spoke about. They just know that they heard me on the virtual airwaves somewhere and liked the cut of my jib and thought it was worth a conversation. And they've been a client for three years. Mm, I imagine I love it. I, my, my guess it was probably some niche air quotes, no-name show that I went on, and this person was one of their bespoke listeners. That's my guess. But I don't know. It, you know, it, it happens like that so much. And, again, it goes to who is the host? Who are the listeners? What, is, what are the values that the audience is looking for, whether it's 330000 30, What are they tuning in for? And why do they love that show? And when you are able to deliver and there's that alignment, it's like, how can they not reach out? And that happens so much where somebody will hear you on a podcast interview or a live stream or some kind of new media or even traditional media. I think not as much on television because it's it's such a quick um, I don't have stats. I just don't feel like, you know, they're getting to know you enough that unless you're offering exactly what they want right then, um, you get forgotten about. But, but the beautiful thing with new media is we can really spend the time getting to know people, getting to understand people, and having an experience with them. And so oftentimes, people don't necessarily opt in. You know, I hear that a lot where people say, well, I didn't get opt-ins. Well, okay, that's one thing, but, you know, how did you show up and did you inspire people? Did you support people? Did you educate them? Did you make them laugh? Like all the different things that they could be listening for, they'll probably now pay attention to who you are, even if they don't want to opt in. Many people don't want to opt in. Um but uh-huh. then, you know, they hear your name again or they look your name up. They listen to other interviews. They start being aware of you. Maybe they start following you on social media. You know, then 
they reach out, but exactly like you said, usually they don't know where they first heard you. They just, they did. And it's, it's so magical. Yeah. And you know what's beautiful about this is it's marketing that's done for you because when you're a memorable host, when you're a serving host, when you bring real value to your or, or, or guests rather, let's say guests, and you're serving your host and you're serving your host audience, that host needs to share great content on a repetitive basis. So they will retweet your episode, they'll share your episode time and time again, you'll end up in their greatest hits lineup, and you'll continue to get that over time. I mean, I I don't really spend much time on Twitter, actually. I check it, and, you know, somebody tweets me, I retweet them and all that. I'm just being candid. Uh, it's not my primary platform. I'm more of a LinkedIn or Facebook sort of guy. But I know that there are folks out there, and I'm so grateful for this, and I make sure to honor it, respect it, and acknowledge it every single time, that are sharing episodes that I was on for their show three years ago. They're still sharing them. And we do some of that here at the Business Creators Radio Show is when we have a really standout episode, we'll keep, we'll keep sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, something that I want to share with the business creators that are listening, if you do get mentioned uh, via social media, if you've done a live stream, if you've done a podcast, if, uh, you know, anything where you're getting acknowledged by an audience member, somebody who heard you, please take the time to engage with them. That's what it's all yeah. about. Um you know, I have built my tribe very much from social media. And if I hear, like, I'll, I'll tell people on podcasts where I'm, I'm the guest and I'm telling, telling your audience now, Adam, you know, if there's something that I say or do that strikes a chord, if there's something I share that inspires you or excites you, delights you, whatever, I would love to know about it. So I'll tell people, tweet me, you know, message me on Facebook, wherever, but let me know because I want to know who you are. And I think that's sometimes what we forget as we grow and scale our businesses is that people like it's the individual people who they are real, <laughs> you know, they're real. It's not like, you know, a lot right. of times I think we get stuck in thinking, oh, we have this audience. And so we think of it as an audience, like all these people there in one, but no, that audience is made up of all of the individuals. And so to me, when I get feedback from a, a human being about something that helps them in some way, shape or form, it, like that's what it's all about. For me, that is what it's about. It's not about the yeah. money. It's not about the accolades. It is about the impact because I know throughout my life, if I look back, I can remember certain people who have said or done things that they weren't necessarily a part of my life, right? Like they weren't necessarily family or close uh -huh. or, you know, they've been teachers and all that. But sometimes it's just a stranger passing by that says something or somebody you have a brief interaction with that you really don't know. And what they say or do can change the path that you're on or the direction of it. Yeah, that's, and I think we all have some of those moments. As you were saying that, what I'm thinking of is, we had a guest on Business Creators Radio Show a few years ago, and this was just like an 
part of their introductory commentary. This wasn't even the main topic of their interview. But somehow it came up that, you know, a lot of times people will call upon us as business creators to, and I'm going to use the, the air quotes again, invest in something, which means buy my stuff, come to my events, or what have you. And sometimes we just, I mean, let's face it, Nicole, sometimes we just don't have the money. Sometimes it's just going to be difficult for us to get away for a few days to go to that event. And maybe, you know, we just don't want to. So what do people often say? They'll say, uh, they'll say, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm waiting for an invoice to pay off or I'm a little short on cash right now. I'd like to do that. And then I can't. And then that touches off a conversation about, well, don't you have any credit cards that aren't maxed out yet? Or couldn't you get a loan from your parents or something like that? This is so important. Oh you God. have to invest in yourself. Oh. Well, oh. my get, my guest, my <laughs> guest gave us, gave us a great counter for that that I've used many times that has actually not only preserved relationships, but has actually helped to nurture a couple is just to simply say that, um, this is this is something that you know these are the types of things that we're not investing in at this present time. So there's no mm. excuse. There's no reason why. It's just these are this this is we're just not investing in these things right now. So it's, it's nothing. Okay. So it's nothing. So it's nothing against that person's program, service, coaching, events. It's no excuse why you can't that they're going to seize upon with their overcoming objection script or anything like that. You're just saying that this is something that we're this is something we're just not investing in at this present time. And that can mean whatever the person wants it to mean. Maybe the person already has like uh, $6,000 of shelf help that they still need to go through and they don't want to add to it. Or maybe the reason they can't come to their events is because their best friend is getting married the next weekend and they don't want to be away two weekends in a row. It doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've, I've heard the story once of uh, somebody using that. And this, this goes back maybe five or six years. Somebody told me this. So one of our listeners in the early days of the show told me just in a conversation that uh, they had been approached to, to go to some events as an attendee. And they had told the, the person who was inviting them, you know, truthfully, that you know, their, their best friend was getting married the next weekend. And uh, they just couldn't, they just didn't have the bandwidth to be away two weekends in a row, and you figure it's your best friend, that means you're in the wedding, see? And they were told, well, why don't you just bring your friend with you? Uh, Wouldn't that be a great honeymoon gift? Mm. You know, it, it's so prevalent. Um, this, <laughs> this position is so prevalent, and, you know, I definitely had – gone through the struggle of like how to respond to that. And so I love what you said. Um, it's for me, I, I guess the the thing now, and I have to remind myself of this because it easily falls by the wayside, but just to, again, take that breath if you're feeling pressured and be like, huh, you know, this just isn't going to be a fit. Thank you. Thank you for your offer. This just isn't a fit. And earlier I said something about, you know, um, in terms of investing, it's either time or money or both. And so I think the beauty of what we do, Adam, in creating podcasts that are informative, they're educational, they're motivational, they're inspirational, is that we put no barrier to entry on it. And I think it's so important that as a business creator, you have a platform 
in some way, shape, or form where you are not only able but willing and happy to gift your knowledge and experience in a way that doesn't drain you, in a way that feels good, where people can have an experience with you because they aren't always going to be a right client. In fact, most of the times, the people you talk to are not, but they may know somebody. They may still um, enjoy you. And when you come from a place of pushing people to invest in themselves or, you know, that guilt and shame or any of that, when you push people, they want to de- de- like release. They don't want to be with you in relationship. But when you are generous with boundaries, right, with boundaries, I'm not saying give it all away, but when you're able to create some sort of platform, whether it's as a podcast guest, a podcast host, a live streamer, a vlogger, a blogger, whatever it is, and you can give many people value that takes a minimal amount of time and ask nothing in return for it, you become somebody they want to be in relationship with. And so whether that is a relationship where they receive and you never know their name or whether it's a relationship that's closer and deeper, it creates this bond that allows you to have people within your tribe for years. And I think it is so important to play the long game and so important to show up in that service, right? And yeah, I just, um, I love it. <laughs> I love doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, very true. I, I, I know. And, you know, and I have been in the online marketing industry one way or another for the past 15 years. For a while, because I was a, you know, air quotes, marketing guy, which I've kind of moved away from at this point. And partially because if you are in a business, you are in online marketing because all business basically is online these days. Even if you think it's not, it is. So you best be up with this stuff if you want to have any level of success. And let me tell you, Nicole, I have seen so many flashes in the pan come and go. These people that all of a sudden emerge out of nowhere as these rock stars. And if you weren't going to their event and you weren't investing in their stuff and you weren't really in business and next thing comes along and poof, but then there are the ones that then there are the ones that they're not as flashy. They don't make the big splash on the market necessarily, but they're slowly and steadily building their thing. They're focusing on relationships more than in some cases the marketing sizzle behind it. And year after year after year, their events is sold out. Year after year after year, their new product has a huge launch. Year after year after year, their mastermind gets an exciting new class that comes in and takes in a whole exciting new direction and they just keep going and going and going and going and every time the dust settles there they are they're still at it every time one of the next legends comes on the scene and then poof they're still at Mm -hmm. it yeah for sure and i think it's so nice to be able to be a little bit under the radar when i first started you know so when i started my online business I had quit my job as a correctional officer. So it's not like I had a business that I then took online. I had nothing. (laughs) So I had no relationships. I had no street cred um, in terms of this online space. I had not had a business in about 10 years. Um, I didn't have mentors. I didn't have any of that. 
And I was like, oh, I need to figure this out fast. And so I launched Business Building Rockstar Show, or sorry, the Business Building Rockstar Summit that came before the podcast. And with that, um, I, I did get visibility quickly. And so then after that, I kind of, I, I kept getting people reaching out, but I didn't understand boundaries at that point. And I didn't understand um, how to really know who my right people were. And so I got myself busy and spinning and busy and spinning. And I kept trying to serve everyone, not really knowing how. And it kept me stuck. And it's like, wow, I, I wish I would have known then what I know now, right? That's why like, I love helping people who are trying to figure it out. Um, because it's like, oh, once you once you find the right mentor, once you find the right program or the right advocate or the right thing, it's like everything happens easier and faster. Um, right. And sometimes we have a budget for that and sometimes we don't. And usually at the beginning we don't. Um, and so that's where, you know, these, these podcasts and, and summits and Content can be amazing. There's also a cautionary thing there that I should mention that sometimes people get caught up in that, in that free content. And it's like, it's only going to take you so far. It's not going to take you past the point where like things get, things get personal and you got to figure things out. Um, and sorry, I'm kind of going off. It's not where I intended to go with this. Um, but I wanted to just say that, excuse me that when you, so with me, when I got out there and I got so much attention so fast and I was just trying to figure it all out myself, it became extremely overwhelming. And I quickly realized I don't want this kind of attention. I don't want, I don't want to be needed so much. I don't want to have to be everywhere and on a live stream and doing this and doing that. And so I pulled back and I pulled inward. And what is so great now is I, I can be visible to the extent that I want to be visible. And again, that goes to boundaries, right? And even though people will say, oh, you know, you should be more places and you should be more visible and you should speak on more stages, you should do this, you should do that. I'm fine with where I am and I'm happy to work with fewer people in a far deeper way. And, you know, you talk about the live events. It's like I, I've got an event coming up in a couple of weeks that uh -huh. it's invite only and it's something that not everybody can get access to. You know, it's, um, it's, it's uh, you got to know somebody to know somebody and you got to apply kind of thing. So I think for business creators who sometimes get overwhelmed by all the things they have to do to get out there and um, to be seen, also it's worth checking in and saying, is this really how I want to live my life? Is this the most fun? Because you don't have to. Because sometimes those flashy, you know, those flashy people who come and go so quickly, um, sometimes there's really substance behind where – what they're doing, but they're doing it in the wrong way and they just don't know any better. And, right. you know, so, so building your, your platform and your business model and everything around your own 
values and what feels good to you, I think is really important too. What do you think about that? I think that's great. And for some reason, what's coming up when I hear you say that is people will come to us and they'll say, hey, uh, Nicole, uh, I was wondering, could we meet for coffee and I uh, could pick your brain a little bit? Or they might phrase it as, uh, hey, what are you doing Thursday? Would you be able to meet me for coffee and we can discuss uh, getting to know each other better? Mm. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. I don't know what your I don't know what your view on that is. Some folks are happy to do it. Me, I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I don't drink coffee at home. I don't order it when I'm out. I'm a nice tea guy. That's number one. Uh, number two. Uh, I have a networking event coming up in three weeks, and I have to charge my social energy batteries. And mm -hmm. if I go out and deal with people now, I might not make it. <laughs> so, so I say that I say that happens. So you're an introvert as well. <laughs> extremely, extremely much so. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so you so you get it perfectly. And uh, oh, yeah. so I won't really. So that might be what's going through my mind. But my response will be, Oh, great! So have me on your podcast. Hmm. Say, uh, 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 okay. Yeah. Because if you want to get some of the good stuff out of my brain, give me a platform. I'll give you the best stuff. It's, uh, to me, win -win. it's a great, yeah, to me, it's an incredible way to build relationships and you get to do the brain picking as well because you are giving that person something tangible. They don't need a cup of coffee. They can get a cup of coffee on their own. And they don't need to be taken away for their life for two hours so they can sit and discuss potential collaboration with you. You want to get to know somebody, do, do something valuable. Have them on your show. And if yeah. somebody comes to me and says, well, I don't have a, I don't have a podcast, I say, do you have a list? Uh, I have a couple people. Do you, have a, do you have people that follow you on social media? Yeah, I have some of that. Well then, let's do a let's do a live stream interview. Just turn on your Facebook Live, or your YouTube Live. Let's do it. Let's let's do something great for everybody here, and then you can get your questions answered in the deal. So good, so so good. And I have yeah. actually got had a few. I've actually had a few great exposure opportunities, and I've had been honored by the opportunity to assist a few people as well. Because candidly. There are people out there where I've wanted to quote unquote pick their brain, but I've never used that terminology. I've uh, I reached out to them and said, "Hey, you know, I have this show called the Business Creators Radio Show, and we're looking to do uh, a couple episodes on topic X, which just so happens to be the thing that their topic is. And uh, I've you know, and I've I've heard you on a couple other places, and would like to know if you'd like to come on my show as well." And that's such an easy yes because it shows that you've already done your homework. You're not – you know who they are. It's just like we were talking before about podcast guesting. It's like, you know, when you're reaching out to a podcast host, you got to know who they are and what they do, and you have to see the value before you even apply. And it's like the same thing happens, and there's that amazing opportunity as a podcast host to find those people whose brains you'd like to pick and right. invite them as exactly as you said and and it give them the experience and confidence that you did your homework and you're not just reaching out to them because of their name or because of any other reason except for that you really want them personally on your show. Right. Right, very true. Very true. So 
we're having so much fun here, and, and sad to say that we're already three fourths of the way through. Uh, if this could go on <laughs> for three hours, I would be I'd be happy to do it. So let's again get into your story a little bit. Uh, you launched your first po- podcast at the beginning of 2016, and right now you're in the process of uh, launching a new one, which is very exciting. And when you did it back in the t- beginning of 2016. You, like me, didn't even really understand a whole lot what a podcast is. And today, you're recognized as a leader in the industry, even building your business around podcasting, which I have a line of business that's built around podcasting as well. So what were some of your – so how did that happen? And, like, what would you say were some of the key things that you discovered? And I think that would be a great way to lead this towards synopsis of what we're discussing here today. Mm, So good. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So in 2016, um, March 21st, I launched the Business Building Rockstar Show, and that was after, as I mentioned before, the Business Building Rockstar Summit. So my summit was an annual event that I put on for three years. It was a virtual conference where I brought together industry experts in different um, marketing techniques. And one of the marketing techniques that I really had no interest in but that I knew was a hot topic for my audience was podcasting. And so I found a man named John Lee Dumas. I invited him to be on my summit to teach my audience about podcasting. And after the interview, he said to me, you know, Nicole, uh, you're, you're pretty good at this. You know, that was a good interview. And I'd never interviewed anybody before. I think he was like, number 14 of the people I'd interviewed for the summit, Uh, but I had no training and anything like this before. And I'm just, I think I'm naturally curious. Again, it goes back to wanting to serve people, wanting to give them things that make them happy and just being really curious about who they are and how they operate. And so uh, he told me that podcasting is a lot easier than summits, and I was like, yada, yada, and then I was like, oh, right, well, this guy knows a lot more than I do, and maybe, you know, maybe I should listen, and so I started kind of paying attention to podcasts, and and I talked with John, and he got me to pick a date, and um, yeah, so I learned from him how to do a podcast from a basic um, fundamental level of here's what to do to create a podcast. Right. But I, my heart wasn't in it because I didn't understand the opportunities. I didn't understand the value. I didn't understand what the journey would look like. Um, I loved connecting with people and, you know, a lot of the people I already had interviewed for the summit came back on my podcast. I loved getting to know the audience. Um, a lot of my summit audience came over to the podcast. And for the rest of 2016 and well into uh, 2017, excuse me, maybe even into 20, yeah, I think it was into 2018. I was enjoying it, but it, over time it started becoming questionable. And I was like, well, it seems like it's more of a to-do, more uh-huh. of something that's separate from my business than attached to my business. And so it wasn't 2017 that I thought, you know what, I need to bring more of me. That was one thing my audience wanted, uh, had our message to me and let me know they want more of me in the podcast rather than just interviews. So I already had started thinking about changing it to the Nicole Holland show. And so 
that was sort of like a back burner thought in 2017. And then in 2018, I went, okay, I've got too much going on. You know, I had personal things like deaths in the family that I was dealing with. I had medical uh-huh. issues and I had my client work. And I just said, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this show. My heart's not in it. I love podcasting. Love, love, love podcasting. But the way that I am doing this is not helping me. It is just taking away from everything else. So I need to find a way to put the put the podcast into my business and and allow it to feed my business and allow it to um, inspire me and delight me and and so yeah. So that's how I kind of decided. Okay taking a break, taking a hiatus, going back to the drawing board and really looking about how can I be intentional about giving people the value in a bigger way. And so I decided to go from a daily, I'm sorry, from a weekly at that point. Um, so when I started, I was doing three interviews a week. By the time I stopped recording the Business Building Rockstar show, I was putting out one interview a week. Now we're uh, just now launching. It went live on December 31st. Um, the business uh, sorry, the Nicole Holland show that's replaced the Business Building Rockstar show, and we're doing five days a week. So two of the days of the week are just me. Um, sometimes I'll bring on friends, and, um, you know, it'll be sort of variety. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but there are three interviews a week. And so what I found my audience was loving was the format I had, um, which was a personal story interview, which is very much like what you do, Adam, which is like, who are you? How did you come to be here? Like, let's just talk. And so we've got that every um, Tuesday, I believe. And then every Wednesday, I've got a resource. Is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday or Thursday. I can't keep it in my brain right now. But um, we have a resource sharing episode because the other thing that people were always coming to me from the summit onwards about was resources. Like, hey, Nicole, I want to do webinars. There's like all these choices of platforms like what do I do and there's so many questions there's not one best thing for everyone so it depends on where you're at in your business what you want to accomplish all of these things what your budget and so on so what I what I realized is why don't I do resource sharing episodes where I interview the founders of technical resources that help business owners scale and simplify and so they can really talk to my audience and say, here is who this is for. Here is who this is not for. If this is for you, here's what you can expect. And it's really sort of an advertorial for their product so that I'm asking the questions that my audience really wants to know in order to make an informed decision rather than purchasing something and then regretting it afterwards. Um, and then the third interview, uh, which I believe is on Thursdays every week, um, is our masterclass style interviews. And this is now replacing the summit. So like I said, for three years, I did the Business Building Rockstar Summit, brought 30 to 40 experts together at one time to share different tactics to build a business like a rock star. I thought, what if I were to do that once a week for 52 weeks a year? I think that would be more valuable to my audience. And so that's what we're doing now. So every week there's a different masterclass. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work. And like I mentioned, we've got uh, an event coming up and doing a big launch party. Um, and, yeah, it's just really been so much fun to continue connecting with people in a deeper level, to make new relationships, to find new audience members, 
and to also, you know, for me, it's a, a very big personal um, step, too, to put my name and face in the forefront and not hide behind a business building rock star brand anymore. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's fantastic. And what's interesting about the Business Creators Radio Show, and we're getting to the point where we're going to have to wrap up here in a second, but I had kind of a, a converse experience, which I went through a couple years where I didn't know I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my business. And I didn't really have any inspiration to generate any content. I didn't want to do any marketing. I didn't, it's like, to me, my business was like checking off a to-do list. I'll be candid about that. Mm-hmm. But what kept things going? was the Business Creators Radio Show. Every week, another guest. Every week, another topic. Every week, another opportunity. That was the only marketing I did for two years, and I was still bringing in clients. I was still making connections, and I was still keeping things running, and it was also contributing to my discovery process of what I wanted to be when I grew up. So kind of the opposite of your story, but having a podcast show is a great way of continuing to beat that drum, even if you don't know what it means to you at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so grateful for podcasting. I love it. And I, yeah. I had to question, do I start new show? Do I start a new show completely or do I take what I already have and just say, you know what? This is like me going through transformation and evolution and we're continuing it just in a new and different way. And I think that coming back to the original point of this interview, marching to the beat of your own drum and, um, you know, standing out in the sea of sameness, yeah. I think that is, for me, the beautiful thing. I, I, I wasn't willing to give myself permission before, and I finally got to a point where I thought, I don't have to keep it the same. I can do whatever I want because it's all about – it's it is all about me in what my business is and what I put out. And right. When I make it about me and stand again in those values and give generously from that space, the people who are going to get the most from me, the most learn the most from me and um, and understand me the yeah. most and, and like feel like I know them, like they're living parallel lives in different places. Exactly. They're going to follow me. And, and exactly. it's just so, so amazing. Yeah. All right, so we have two minutes left here, and I want to give one of those to you. Uh, if somebody's on the edge of their seat and want to take it to the next step, what do they go? What do you have for us? Well, I think, you know, as we mentioned, the the new podcast, thenicoleholandshow.com uh-huh. will get you there. That's Nicole with one L, no H, nicoleholandshow.com. Um, okay. And we've got lots of stuff going on, but I think that's the best – the best place to go, thenicoleholandshow.com. That's my website. It'll take you right to the podcast episodes. And um, if you lose the word show and it's just thenicoleholland.com, that'll be my homepage. Um, but you can get everywhere uh, from anywhere within that. And, um, yeah, so everything about what I've got going on is is there at the Hub and the best place to to get resources, to connect. Again, I love hearing from listeners, so definitely if you go to the com, you'll find all of my social media handles. Reach out, send me an email, send me a tweet, send me a message on Instagram yep. or Facebook or what have you, and let me know what specifically spoke to you um, and what helped you in this interview. Awesome, awesome. So 
the NicoleHollandShow.com. And, Nicole, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education. Oh, Adam, so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.